You're listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville and Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now here's our featured sermon of the week. But Mark and I are excited this morning to share with you some exciting things that are happening at Southview, but I want to first start off by reading just a little something to kind of prepare us for where we're going today. So I want to take you on a journey of God's faithfulness. And what I want you to notice as Mark and I discuss our journey and where we've come from and where we are going is that God is faithful to complete what he has spoken. How many know God, when God speaks something, ain't nothing going to stop what he speaks? It might take a little longer than we want, but it's gonna, he's going to fulfill his word. So take that. Whatever God has spoken over you, hold tight to it. Just imagine it. you're in our living room and mom and dad are sharing stuff today. That's what we're doing. Go ahead, mama. Okay. <laughs> Here I go. So let me start by saying in our culture of go, 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 God is not trying to keep up with us. In fact, he's at perfect peace with the timing he has set in place. And although we want everything yesterday, we need to realize we can't rush to the Lord or dare go before him. Like a pregnant woman who can't decide in month four, she's tired of waiting. She wants to have her baby. No, God has an appointed time frame for everything. And if we're smart, we'll fall in line with it and not create Ishmael's in our lives. But the struggle has always seemed to be the time frame, right? It's hard not to want to help God with his plans. But I'm coming to realize that a lot of the time, God is working something out in us as we're waiting on his time frame. He's making sure that our visions, our hopes, and our dreams align with his vision, his hopes, and his dreams. Our journey is one not only of God being faithful to us, but us being faithful to God. He's God taking us and walk and us walking through obedience to whatever he spoke to us to do, we would do it. From having 10 kids to starting this church, it's countless things that we were obedient to do. And although it was hard, we kept our hands to the plow <laughs> and we kept going. We were consistent in the slow and the hard and the mundane of this journey. I know a lot of us have things we're waiting for. We're not the only ones, right? And I want you to be encouraged today that God has not forgotten about your hopes, your dreams, your plans, your words, all the things you're believing for. God hasn't forgotten. And although it might seem like he has, be encouraged today, he hasn't. Habakkuk 2.3 says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Today we want to talk to you about a journey of God's faithfulness. And I want you to take this to heart because if he's faithful for one, he's faithful for all. Amen. So God started Mark and I on this journey of Southview. It will be 15 years this coming January. We will start our 15th year on this journey. And it has certainly been a journey of ups and downs. I ain't going to lie. When God calls you to something, it, you think it's going to be smooth sailing and it ain't never smooth sailing, is it quite? But we believe and we hold tight to his word. 
About five years ago, God gave us land over at Goose Creek and 31. I don't know if you can see our little tiny sign. That's all Franklin would give us was that miniature sign, but that's where our land is. We're going to upgrade it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus that's name. where our, that's I'm where we're put one of those guys flipping signs out there. <laughs> yeah. Luke, you ready? Or those okay. those wiggly things the wiggly up low. Things, yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hear me now. God gave us that land. That prime piece of real estate, 13 acres, it was gifted to us. We didn't have to do anything for it. It was given to us. That's been the journey of Southview from day one. God has been faithful to perform what he says he would perform. So five years ago, he gave us the land. And obviously, fast forward to today, we thought we would be sitting in our building giving a message to you from there. But God, right? He has other plans, and God's timing is always different than what we predict. But if we're smart, we'll learn that his timing is the best timing. He's always working something in there. And if we have eyes to see and ears to hear what he's doing, we won't miss where he's bringing us. So that leads us to a little update on where we are actually at with the yeah, building so, process. So many of you know, some of you may not know that we were, our land is situated in Williamson County. It has no town. And so we've been trying to figure out where do we go? And so Franklin is trying to bring us into their town. The only problem with that is, is Franklin wouldn't offer us sewer. And how many know you need sewer in a church? Did you know that? <laughs> if you didn't know that, you would know that at some point it's in your get journey. Up. It's gonna get backed up. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> it's like a dad joke. So we, we began exploring other options, and one of the options was is that Thompson Station would offer us a quicker release of sewer. This go, is going down. I go, downhill I go all day, quickly. man. I go all day. I got 10 kids. Okay. So, so as God began to cleanse us of these things, what I found was Thompson Station. Here, here's the funny thing, right? God will use natural things. To, to lead us in a supernatural journey. And so we, we, being hung up on this sewer thing where we wouldn't be able to build what we wanted to build, we, we really felt like the Lord was like, you gotta wait. And it was frustrating. I can't, I can't say it. I mean, you see this room here. There's nowhere else to go. Our children's ministry is packed to the core. And we, we've been, Lord, what do you want us to do? So we've been waiting. And over time, through relationships that we've developed, we've actually been able to make headway. And so we are officially now out of Franklin. And now we are officially in line for sewer with Thompson Station. That is a brand new development that happened within the last month which we're very excited about. Now, there's still other things to do. We're in the process of being annexed into Thompson Station. That means we'll officially be part of Thompson Station, then starts a zoning process, then starts the site plan approval, then starts the building permit. All that to say, there is still work to be done. Now, here's the interesting thing about Lord and his faithfulness. Even in this tension, even in these delays, God has systematically began to speak to us about what it is Southview's called to do. Because if you would have asked me five years ago, I said, let's build a church. <laughs> Let me put a steeple up there. Whatever we got to do. And the Lord was like, that's not what I have for you. I remember in 2020, everybody remembers 2020. It was a nightmare, but it was also in church world. It was a crazy time to see some of the largest churches in our region literally just sit there unoccupied. And I thought to myself, how can we go about building these beautiful buildings 
and leave them unoccupied. I felt like it was the Lord waking up the church to say there's a new model coming. If you have ears to hear, let me speak to you about what I want the church to do. In that process, God has begun putting me in front of different people. And about six months ago, somewhere around that time, uh, myself and two of our board members, Gabriel and Scott, we connected with a man. Now, one of my friends, Pastor Dustin over at Hope You See, he had been telling me about this man that he works with named Aaron Sanders. He is the guy that makes all the things click over at Hope You See, which by the way is 1819 Coffee. Any fans of 1819 Coffee? Come on there, there you go. And the Homestead Manor. And so I said, man, this guy sounds like a really great guy. We got to sit with him. And in that process, have you ever been in a meeting with someone where they're speaking things that just pull something out of your soul where you're like, this is what I thought, I felt, but I never had words to share it. Today, I've asked him to come, him and his beautiful wife to come and be here. And so I've asked Aaron to come up here and share a little bit about what we talked about and this vision that God has placed on his heart. Would you put your hands together? Come on now. Well, there's a whole new group of people. That, I don't know if you know it. At 9 o'clock, there was a whole group of room full of people. Do you know those people? Are you friends with those people? Because they loved me. I mean, everything I said, like, it was, it was just 100%. Love you too. Hey, perfect. I love it. I love it. Hey, I just want to say thank you to your pastor and his wife. Um, it is a unique, unique gift to the body of Christ to have somebody who carries an anointing for connecting the body of Christ, right? There are, I've, I have been a Christian for a long time. I'm the fourth generation of it. Um, it's rare that churches want to collaborate with each other, and they carry an anointing that pulls that together in a beautiful, beautiful way. So you are blessed to have them, 100%. So we are, uh, because it's the body of Christ, right? We are the body of Christ. I, I, it's on a, on a Monday morning, we are 45 minutes away from you. You know, because it, it does take some time to get down 31. Traffic seems to be a problem. It's just one of those things. Today, it's not, well, that church is going to be out pretty soon. And I am also aware that this group, your stomach clock is on yesterday time. So you're like, whoa, hey, it's, it's time to eat, right? So we're going to go quickly and, and pass it back. But I want to encourage you with this word. The word is avodah. Avodah. Now, that's a Hebrew word, and um, because we're in Middle Tennessee, we don't say avodah. We say avoda, right? So it's avoda. That's what we say um, because it's easier to pronounce and it helps us. But it is a Hebrew word that I want to introduce you to because in the book of Genesis, God said to Adam, he said, I'm giving you this garden, this, this uh, uh, wealth of resource to tend that word tend was avodah. Now, flash forward a little bit. Abraham said, the boy and I are going to go to the mountain to worship. That word worship was avodah. Now, all of you are good Christians, and so in your, in your this is going to determine if you're good Christians or not, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you have a sign in your kitchen or your living room that says, as for me and my house... Right? This is Joshua. Are any good Christians? 
There's a few. There's a few. We and have about is... thousand signs, and that's not one of them. Oh, so sorry, I repent. I'm sorry for I'm your stepping pastor. down as your pastor. <laughs> no, don't let him step down as your pastor. That is not allowed. That word is for me and my house. We are going to serve the Lord. Was avodah. So you need to understand that the God of the universe chose a language to speak to people in, and when He chose that language, He had intention in it. Work worship and service are not separate they are one word so what happens on sunday needs to happen on monday and tuesday and wednesday there's no sacred and secular we're all in one mindset right so what happens at 1819 coffee shop um, that property is owned by a church there is no church signage on that property. You're not going to even know that a church is there unless something happens to you and somebody says, hey, you should probably come to church, right? At the same time, we are outgrowing the building. We have to have the doors open and people spread out everywhere. That sounds great and wonderful for growth, but when it's cold and when it's hot, it's not great and it's not wonderful. Today is a great day over there, <laughs> except for wasps. Uh, and when it gets this type of temperature, wasps come in. So I'm not saying it's the greatest dynamic for a church. But here's the deal, avodah, work, worship, service. What happens there at that coffee shop is that is what Sunday looks like on Monday, Come on. right? So I'm going to tell a couple of stories real quickly. This is my favorite. It was a busy day. That coffee shop runs 3,000 people through it per week, just the coffee shop. There's an event center that does even more than that. Um, then we meet on Sundays. There's just a lot of traffic on that property. So it's a busy Saturday. Lots of people, and uh, the baristas are line stacked to the door. So I go and gather up all the garbage or the garbage or um, dishes that I can find, and I'm hustling through to try to help them out. And somebody stops me. Hey, do you work here? Uh, yes. What do, What do you need? And she says, "Can you explain the magic of this place to me?" Now I'm like, "Okay, I'm not terribly religious, but I am concerned about this term. What?" <laughs> What does magic mean? What, what do you mean? And she said, well, two days ago, I came out of this property for the first time, and when my wheels hit the rocks of the property, I just started sobbing, and I couldn't stop. She said, my makeup was destroyed. I just wanted to try the new coffee shop, but I couldn't stop crying. So then she introduced me to her, her family around the table, and she said, today, we came back to this coffee shop because we have a really, really challenging thing in our family and we have to discuss it. It's a hard conversation. She said, we came to discuss it in the magic, but I'm trying to explain to my family what the magic is and I don't know. And so I go into it and I said, listen, I could bring you to five employees on this property right now that would, pray, that would, would ask the question, what do you pray would happen when wheels hit the rocks on this property? because it's a very specific prayer that we pray every day. And we, we pray that God would flood your vehicle, that you would have an encounter with God like never before, and your life would be transformed. And so then I, I'm talking to the table, trying to explain to the family what magic is, and I turn back to her and her face is just covered in tears. She's sobbing. I said, are you a believer? And she said, no, we're not believers. But she said, maybe I am a believer and I didn't know it because I'm, I'm experiencing some, some activity. Other days, it's I'm walked by somebody, and this guy's just marching out with a cast under his arm. And I'm like, that's weird. 
Well, come to find out, he ran into our property manager who had a word from the Lord that he's supposed to be healed that day. And the guy got healed and his cast was literally under his arm and he's walking off the property, right? Another day I pass a lady and she's, uh, tears are coming down her face. What happened? Well, this person I just ran into over there and they, they just told me my whole life and, and I, I don't even know how they knew. Well, they prophesied to her, but they didn't make it weird. They just said, hey, love, if I have the purest love, it says this to you. And that person's like wrecks their world. So that to me is what church looks like on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And, and it doesn't negate what's happening here today. It is this icing on the cake, right? So if we can do that on a, on a 50 acre property, um, 45 minutes away from here, uh, depending on the day, what I'm excited for is this whole divine delay. Your pastor said five years ago he would build a building with a steeple and he's gotten a vision for something different. I believe that in 10 years time, what he's talking to you about today is going to be the common thing, which means you are pioneers. Let that sink in for a moment. You are pioneering something in the kingdom. There are people talking to me about this from Australia, Sweden, the UK, and we're doing it here. You all are doing it. I'm telling you the rumbling in the spirit right now is church looks different and church looks seven days a week. And church welcomes people that would not otherwise darken the church door, but they are going to need their legs healed in a prophetic word, and they're going to need guidance, and they're going to need wisdom and magic coming from somewhere. And you all, I'm so excited, are pioneering it. So what does, what does uh, the kingdom look like? It looks like work. It looks like worship. And it looks like service. God bless you guys. So you could tell, coming out of a meeting, I realized, okay, Lord, I see what you did there. Put a little okey-doke on us here. And we've, we started this saying, you see it on our shirts and see it around, called Bless This Town. In Acts 1.8, Jesus is one of the few things he's saying before he leaves the earth. He says, you will see power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts. And Jerusalem is our Spring Hill. Jerusalem is our Thompson Station. It's, it's the places we reside. And many times we want revival, but we don't look at it through the lens of where we exist. The street that we're on, the school that we go to, the business that we work at, the, the Kroger that we go to get food at. God can move in the places that we reside in, and that's the first step. So we started meeting and started asking the Lord and connected with the new mayor of Thompson Station. His name is Brian Stover. And I remember sitting down with him and he just probably been in for about six to eight months maybe as the mayor. And I asked him, I said, would you come to our board meeting and just sit down and share your heart for the town? If we're gonna be part of Thompson Station, I wanna know what you're all about. So he comes in, the board meeting's there, he makes himself comfortable and just begins to share his vision. It's interesting, him and his wife have no kids, but they said, we see it as a family-centric town. It's not a city, it's a town, it's different. Said in this town, there's gonna be places for children and sports centers and, 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 and daycares and things for people to do. He's building a town square, a town, town park, park down, downtown park, and all of these things. And as he begins saying this, I felt to the Lord that says, that is your mandate. 
If you're going to be part of a town, grab a hold of the town's vision and help make it happen. He mentioned something that was so interesting. Many of you know this has been prophesied over us. He said to me, he said, once you, one, once you get annexed into Thompson Station, you will be the gateway to the town. As soon as he said it, I was like, that is a word from the Lord. You had no idea that you used that word gateway. Yeah. I thought to myself, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing here. So we began to dream. The Lord began to put us in position with other people. In the first service, our architect showed up. His name is J.C. Elder. He's helping Church of the City build their massive project in Franklin. He came in and we began to cast our vision to him. And he began to kind of grab a hold of it. It was amazing how quickly he did. And so I'm happy to show you a little conceptual art of an aerial view. And I know many of you are trying to open it up with your fingers. You just want to make it larger. Trust me, we'll get that to you. But this is brand new. And if you can see it, I'll kind of share with you. We have bridges over the stream. I love what he said. He said, that stream is there. Let's incorporate it into the topography of what we do. We, we were trying to think of ways to make that stream stop existing. He was like, let's flow. Let's use it as part of the flow. When people come, there's going to be pickleball courts and tennis courts and sports fields and pavilions and a playground. And if you maybe can't see it, but that, that area that says Southview Church, all the things we'll share over the next couple months that God wants to put in there, it all consists of places for families to come during the week and spend time together, for them to grab a coffee, for mothers to drop their kids off, to spend time getting to know one another. I love what they said, and you need to know this, that anyone in their coffee shop at 1819 has the permission to go and minister to somebody if they see them sitting alone on a bench, to actually leave their post and minister a prophetic word for them. Just think about what that could look like two hours away from your land, <laughs> that we could be here, that we could be partnering with the kingdom. And so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, Lord, this is bigger. So there's a sports complex, place for kids, a sanctuary, a venue. We want to rent out the venue for people to actually have marriages and, and have parties and, and things that people need in this town, coffee spaces, etc. So that led us to the next phase. And I said, well, man, as a church, we should probably write a soundtrack to this movement. <laughs> so I said, let's write a song for our town. And I figured what would be, what would fit Thompson Station? It's got to be a country song. So believe it or not, we took our resident Samoan, where is he? And uh, here, there he put on his cowboy hat. Stand up, Jake. Would you let everybody know? This is, ladies and gentlemen, the first ever country Samoan. We're going to play a little snippet of our song, Bless This Town. the hat back on. Take a bow there, countryman. The cool thing about the song is it's not only one of our worship leaders, but the worship leader at Conduit Church is singing on it as well. So even the incorporation of unity, John 17, in our worship, in what we do. I love that. Worship, serving, all the things that we do. I, I'm also supposed to tell you, you can buy merch too. I, this is my, there you go. There you go. Scan the QR code. I got to get that out of the way there. Um, but you can buy the merch. Now, let me go back to the land. Let's go back to what God is saying. Jeremiah 29. Verse four, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now let me pause for a moment, give you context. Babylon is the greatest nation at the time. They take Israel 
captive and they bring the Jews into Babylon. And Jeremiah has a word for them. And this is the word because it's so interesting because you would think like of all the things you want to do is you want to serve the place that took you captive. But it says this, build houses, live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease, but seek. Listen to this. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Now, I know many of you would not say that Thompson Station, Spring Hill, Franklin is a place you were sent into exile, but many of you, how many, let me say this. How many of you were born and raised in this area? Raise your hand. Okay. Six, a little bit more than the rest. The rest of us, God brought you here for such a time as this. Some of you are from other countries. Some of you are from different places. You were brought here. And God's word to the people of Israel by Jeremiah still stands true. Seek the welfare of the city, the place that I put you, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. As we bless the town, as we provide services, ways for people to get connected, we in ourselves will be blessed as we bless those. See, God called us to take the city, to take the region. Now, Let's go back to this beautiful thing. If you could put that back up there, Nyla, that bird's eye view of this land because it does come with a price tag. How many know? You know, but there's more. Here we go. It's not 1995, but listen, what it will take, it's going to, if we continue down the process, we will break ground somewhere around April of 2025. Now, if you do the math, those of you that know math, you know that that's about a year and a half from now. So what do we do now? Because even on top of that, you're looking at 12 to 18 months of build out to build the first phase. Now, let me give you some prices here. The first phase is going to be about 12 to 15 million to build. The overall cost of all of that, and there's so many details, this is not a pole barn situation. This is gonna be a beautiful creation, is going to be about $46 million. The lights just flickered. Was that a sign from the Lord? Lord, tell me again. Now, here's the cool thing about it in the first service. Same thing. There was faith level in the room to say, it's nothing compared to God, what he can do. Because here's the deal. Again, let me go back to what I said earlier. If God has called us to serve the city, we're not going to serve the city with junk. We're going to serve the city with excellence. Now, let me say this to you as your pastor. I can't explain to you where $46 million is going to come from. But I know this, that if God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, if he can do the things around the world he's doing, why wouldn't he do that for our city? What does that child say? If it's God's will, then it's God's bill. So. (laughs) This is something that doesn't happen overnight. What I'm sharing with you is a long-term vision. This is something that has to outlive us. It's got to be something. It's got to be a legacy that when we are gone, people drive by and go, there's something about that building. There's something about that coffee shop. What you may not know is that when they took over Homestead Manor, they changed the trajectory in the historical context to what that mansion was back in the day. It was a plantation. There was slavery. They took it over. They changed the atmosphere in that place. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. What, which once was a farm can now be a place of healing and hope 
for our city. So we said this a few weeks ago when we talked about Israel. What are we supposed to do? The word of the Lord came to me and said, be awake and be at work. How much longer do we have, God? Lord, what if we're not here? Why build? Listen, as long as we're here, we're going to keep our hand to the plow and we're going to continue to own the city and say, God, help us to be a blessing to this town. There is still time. Turn to somebody next to you and say, there's still time. There's still time. Now, some of you are probably wondering, what are we going to do till then? Because there's no more room. There's no more children's space. And we're already packed out. We added a bilingual service. What do we do? I have good news for you, but there's more. (laughs) I am pleased to announce to you today that we have, God has provided another place for us to move into. Come on now. Come on now. Let me give you some. Oh, it gets better. We will be moving to the Northfield campus, Worldwide Stages, which is located across from Ripa Villa. Many of you probably drive by, you don't even know it's next to the GM plant. They own 300,000 square feet. And we will, listen to this, we are currently from wall to wall in 6,000 square feet. We will be upgrading into 22,000 square feet. (laughs) Haley? Haley sticking her head in. Haley, you're going to have over 10,000 square feet just for kids. Come on, parents. The sanctuary will seat over 600 people and plus kids. So we're looking at 200 to 300 kids that we'll be able to minister to. We'll go initially go to one service at 10 a.m. And we'll be moving our bilingual service up to 1 o'clock. And so we'll be able to come together. Those two services are going to get to meet each other. Now, it's going to take a few months for us to build out. We're working on it currently. We're probably going to take possession or actually move in in January or February of next year. So it's coming. Come on. I want to share some things about this that were prophetic that you need to know about because this isn't just about finding a building. If you see Sherry, Sherry would tell you, we couldn't find anything to move into. In fact, a year ago, we were in Worldwide Stages. They do a lot of, um, they bring in bands. They actually do movies. They do a lot of filming in there. And we met in there, and we asked them, we said, would you allow a church to meet in there? They said, no, there's a security risk. You're not allowed, we won't be able to rent it out to you. We wait a year. They pop up. And I tell Josh, I said, I think there's something we need to inquire about. We inquire, we start meeting with the CEO, and they said, we want a church in our building. It was all about the right timing. Now, it gets even better. I want you to see this this map. This map here, you'll see, and I know, again, it's kind of small, but you can see that little icon in the top is where our land is, and the Southview logo towards the bottom is where Worldwide Stages is. And what I want you to notice is, because this is very prophetic, is that we now have, and Naisha was praying and she had this word for us, that there was going to be a bridge. And it's interesting because where we're located, again, going back to our land, the mayor said, you're the gateway to Thompson Station. If you know anything about this location, it's the gateway to Spring Hill. We are at the entry point of Thompson Station and the exit point of Spring Hill. Not only that, two major arteries. We have 840, which goes by our land, and now Saturn Parkway, which goes by our facility. We are now positioned to not only bless the town, but to actually be gatekeepers for the town. 
this is this is this is much bigger than that. Let me let me give you even more context. Many of you might remember we had Ed Trout in here a few years ago in 2021. And as many of you know, Ed hears from the Lord very clearly, but he also has a way of delivering it that sometimes you're like, ow. <laughs> I remember he spoke this word. He said, and I remember, we, I think I was on the front row and I was kind of going, oh God, somebody shut his mic off. He said, he said, he said, I don't know. Your pastor took me by the land. I saw the land, but something didn't feel right. I just don't see a church there. He said, I see something like a school. He said, I see a sports complex there. And he began to prophesy. And as I heard it, I thought, Lord, we need a building. We don't need a sports complex. <laughs> and he said, I see another building in your future. You're going to move into. How many know two years later, that word that I had to wrestle with. Have you ever wrestled with a word? I said, Lord, that doesn't fit. I don't know. But I felt, because somebody came up to me and said, well, what are we going to do, Pastor Mark? If, if he's a prophet and he's wrong, he's a false prophet. We need to get rid of him. But if he's a prophet, we need to do what he's saying to do. I said, you know what the Holy Spirit said? Just stay the course. Keep your hand to the plow. Trust me. And we did. And over those next two years, mm -hmm. God began to orchestrate every step that we have. And now every word that we sat, we sat as a staff a few weeks ago, listened to the word. I was crying, thinking that everything he spoke two years ago is now our reality. Can't orchestrate this. Can't manipulate this. God is always faithful to his word. My friend Tom McCoy, pastor over at Thompson Station, we meet regularly. I told him about this. He's been journeying with us. He was so excited. And he said to me, he said, God is not about time. He's about timing. We have to remind ourselves that God is in the past, the present, and the future right now. That's right. So our finite minds just see our present situation. Right. We see the struggle we're going through. We're like, God, what are we going to do? But God sees the future. Right. And he knows what he said about us. And I love this because in Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? That's a rhetorical question. The answer is yes. <laughs> Everything that God promises, he is faithful Amen. to deliver in his timing. Amen. Amen. I remember... The Lord put in my spirit. I, it, it was random. This is just something else I feel like the Lord wanted me to share. I remember randomly the Lord spoke to me. This was a while ago. I don't even know if I shared it with you. just felt like the Lord said about the Spanish-speaking community. I just remember in my spirit going, what if we had a Hispanic service? We had Spanish bilingual service. Fast forward. <laughs> we have these two amazing people. And we got to do a celebration of culture on Sunday, and every one of those nations represented is in this church. Yep. Yep. It wasn't me going to Costco to buy some Mexican food. It was legit Mexican food. <laughs> I wasn't calling somebody, where do I get Indian food? It was real Indian food. Why? Because God builds things, but he impregnates us with a vision first. He puts it in there, and as we know, it takes a long time sometimes for that baby to come out, and I believe that many of us in this room, God has put something in your yes. spirit that you're yes. giving up on. And why are we sharing this today? Number one, we want you to be excited. Yes. Because yes. this affects all of us. This isn't like, oh, we're excited for you. No, we're excited for us. Yeah. But also, we want to raise the faith level in this room. Yeah. For yeah. you to believe that even though God said it, and even though it's been a while, God may be very well be doing something in you before exactly. he fulfills the word that he exactly. spoke to you. Because I know, and I could speak for her, we're not the same people we were five years yes. ago. 
What we would have built, what we would have prayed for, what we would have said is much different than what we're doing here today. And I believe that God is doing something in us and in this church. Like Mark said, I, I really feel like today was uh, an opportunity to raise the faith level in his people. Um, I feel like a lot of us struggle with when God, when will I get my healing? When will my son be saved? When will that financial provision come? When God? And like we said, it's all about his timing. He hasn't forgotten there was a point where I'm like, God, did you forget about us? <laughs> As we watched every other church build their building and grow, and, and I'm like, did you just forget about us? <laughs> no. It's all about his divine timing, and if we could hold, grab hold of that divine timing, wow, what will we do? And if we hold tight to the words that he's spoken, wow, what does scripture say? And how good is a timely word, right? It refreshes our soul. Some of us have to go back to the word God's spoken and repeat it, right? Re revisit that word and say, okay, God, if you said it, you will do it. I believe it. If you said it, you will do it. I believe it. Yeah. God, if you said we're going to build a, a community center that's $46 million, <laughs> if you said it, I believe it, you will do it. He will do it because he's faithful to complete what he said he would do. And guess what? Let's release ourselves. It's not about us providing anything. It's about his provision, right? So we take the weight off, and all we do is our job is to glorify him, lift him up. So we want to encourage you today. How many are believing for something that it's going to take a God thing? It's going to take God doing it. It's not us. It's him, right? Let me say this. Those hands that were raised, there's two reasons why it won't happen. Number one, it's because it's not God's timing. There's nobody that can stop what God promised you That's except right. yourself. That's it. The second thing is, is maybe you're not dreaming God's dreams. Maybe you're holding on to something that God never promised you. That's good. There's been many times in these 15 years that I just started going, Lord, maybe we're just not supposed to do that. I, would, I wouldn't even drive around that land because it would just, there was contention in my heart. Like, it's just a bunch, it's a field. But God had to do something in me. Yeah. And I believe that if your hand's raised, put your hand back up if you're believing for something that God spoke Thank to you. God, we're raising our hands to you today. Thank you, Jesus. Number one, our hands raised up to say, God, here I am. I'm, I'm willing, I'm I'll be obedient. And if you could, put both hands up because this is an act of surrender now. God, I surrender the vision to you. I surrender what you promise. Because it can't drive me. You have to drive me. This word, this vision, whatever it is, it can't be my passion. You have to be my passion. And I remember sitting in this room one Sunday and I told the Lord, I said, if you keep us in here, but your presence is here, I'll stay here. I meant it. I think at that moment, God said, okay, now you're ready. If I could say anything to you today, God's not a liar. He's not confused. He didn't bring you to this city to leave you here, but he's assembling an army of people from all over to come 
The harvest is plenty. The workers are few. Will you be a worker? This is a journey of faithfulness. Put your hands down if you feel comfortable. We're getting ready to worship the Lord because of what he's done, but I want to say this to you today. I see the handprints, the fingerprints of God over all that he's doing. I'll even take it a step further. Many of us know there's an epidemic that's happening in our border right now. Millions, they say millions of people are coming from all over the world are coming over the border. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is happening here? I began to ask the Lord for vision and clarity and the Lord said to me, I'm bringing the nations to you. Now, some of you may say, well, some of these people are up to no good. But how many know that God can change the trajectory of a person's life? And I believe with all my heart that these people are coming for one thing, whatever it is, they're going to have an encounter with the Lord. Listen to me. They're going to have an encounter with the Lord and God's going to send them back to their nation for revival. That sounds to me what God would do. He turns around what is evil and he makes it good. So I want to be a church. I want to be a place. I want to be an avodah that God can use that just doesn't exist on Sunday. But that God, you can use us on Monday afternoon and Wednesday evening and Thursday during the afternoon and Friday night. God, that you can have your way in us, through us, in everything we do, that your presence would abide. Thank you so much for listening to this message. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multi-generational, multicultural community of believers passionately pursuing Jesus, family, freedom, and unity in the body of Christ. If you would like to connect with us, visit us at southview.cc and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.